Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a ratchet studio audience. Wow. The thing I wanted to talk about was this Little Brother um, interview that was done on Premium Pete's uh, podcast. I didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't listen to the whole podcast either, Brandon. Like I listened to the majority of it, and pretty much was the um, section when they talked about ninth. And I mean, they pretty much in the um, article that I put in the group pretty much summed everything up. Um, long story short, um, so you know, it was Pooh and Fonte on Premium Peach show. And they were talking about the new album and, um, of course, the whole topic of why wasn't Ninth um, involved with the album came up. And initially, Pooh started saying, like, there is an issue. Uh, but then Fonte was like, uh, no, we're going to talk about the whole story. Um, and he said that um, when they did the Art of Cool Festival in 2018, um that's when they first got, that's when they first, like, those pictures were surfacing uh, right. Little Brother yeah. back together. And they performed, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they performed. All three of and them. All three of them were like, okay, we're going to do this album. And initially it was going to be called Homecoming. And, um, you know, everybody was in. So, uh, and this is what Fonte said. He said, so we started recording just to make a very long story short. We start recording and we get into it. And the beats that he's sending were really just weren't speaking to us. And I'll never go on record and say the beats were bad. It's art. It's subjective. So I go to him and I have a conversation and I say, look, man, I want us to bring other producers in on this project. He's like, nah, I don't want that. And I'm like, okay. And then I says, because if the album's called Homecoming, what am I coming home to? In my mind, I'm like, nigga, you coming home to the home we maintained for you while you were AWOL, but I just let it sit. And then he said he called him back and he called Ninth back and said, listen, man, I just want to have a conversation about this. I say you not wanting other producers on this album pisses me off. And let me explain to you why I said in the best analogy I can give. It's like, say your dad leaves the family. Now it's 15 years later and your pops wants to come back to the family. And that's fantastic. The family is great about it. They're like, word up, welcome back. As long as you understand you're coming back to a different family. The family you left is not the same family you're, com you're coming back to. You're coming back trying to tell the stepdaddy how many seats he can have at graduation. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. You can come back and participate. You can come back and we can figure it out what this new framework looks like together. But fuck out of here with this. All right, kids, be home by midnight shit. So, uh... He said pretty much like after that, he um, Ninth just started pretty much retracting and becoming less and less involved. And then he said, then the thing of the tour came up. And then he says, well, when we tour, what if I just did festival dates and DJ Flash does the regular dates? And I'm like, no, if you're going to do this, you're either all the way in or you're all the way out. So um, they're pretty much again back to the twosome and um fonte said and for me it's becoming a very simple thing of look for something to happen twice exactly the same way one time's a glitch two times is a feature i see you i see your authentic self i see what you're all about 
I see what you're about and I can accept that. And I, and, and in my acceptance of that, I feel comfortable in walking away from you completely and leaving that alone. Cause I don't need that narcissistic energy in my life. So, um, and he, they also brought up, um, Fonte and Pooh's, you know, past issues. Um, and he says with both of them, it was basically misunderstandings and miscommunications. And um, as far as for them versus ninth, the decision was to totally part ways. With that was the exact opposite. It was based on complete and total clear communication. Yeah. So I didn't make it that far. I listened to an hour. I think the interview was an hour and 40 minutes. I did yeah, read. A good interview. It starts, I think, like at the nine minute mark. But uh I think I was on SoundCloud for me. It started like the four minute mark or something. Oh, yeah. But uh, I listened to it um, up until maybe like 10 or 15 minutes into the second part when they came back from the break. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the last thing was that they were talking about specifically. I didn't make it to the conversation about knife. I'm assuming that was later in the, in the interview. Mm -hmm. I did read the uh, quotes that everything that you read from the hip hop DX article. And I mean, and that's pretty much was a nutshell of everything. Like, wasn't anything like more in the in the uh, that I heard okay. that wasn't pretty much addressed in the article. I mean, people are who Not they surprised. are. Yeah, like people people are who they are. Knife has his focuses. Like knife has his priorities. And Fontaine and Pooh seem to have made. <laughs> Fonte yeah, and Pooh seem to have made Little Brother a priority over more more Rhapsody. of a priority than Knife over oh, <laughs> more more of a priority than Knife made it. And you know, I know Knife heard this interview where people have said things. So if Knife ever wants to deal his side, because it's however many sides you wish to use in your fucking analogy or your goddamn, you know, uh, uh, put it on a shirt ass comment about is all these sizes there's three sides to a story there's two sides to a story there's a hexagon of size to a story like however many sides you believe there are if he wants to say something he can and i you know i hope it is i hope it's as well crafted and thoughtful as what fonte said and even what Pooh said but you got again look at that whole interview everything they said was pretty much thoughtful the, the conversation about how everything came together in that story. The conversation about what Fonte was talking about, how people asking for another little brother album was getting on his nerves and how he listened to somebody talk about, maybe you need to change your way of thinking. And he used that snoring husband analogy and that comfortability analogy that he came up with, which is something that I've actually started doing. So I kind of directly connected to that. Um, when mm -hmm. he was talking about that, I thought that was really dope, but I mean, ultimately, you know, the album is, is the, the album is fine. Like it's dope. Knife isn't there. It didn't take anything away from the album. Him not being there. Um, Fonte saying that he mixed the whole album himself is probably where my disconnect from the transitioning came from. I also like so that's where I was kind of like oh, okay. So he executive produced and mixed the joint in his crib in North Carolina. That might be why it doesn't have. Uh, a certain feel like like they were saying some producers didn't even know it was on so it wasn't like one of those producers mixed it down Fonte did it and he did a great job it just wasn't a knife job 
and that's fine because it doesn't really take away anything from the album. It doesn't take enough away from the album for the album to not to be for the album not to be great, and it doesn't take enough weight away from the album for you to be like, I need a knife. I need knife here for me to be able to listen to this. But I think it's sad that knife could not, from their perspective anyway, get on the page on the same page with two brothers who came back together because of Fife Dog's death. Like, I feel like there's so many bigger things going on in people's lives, which they talk about in these interviews. And it's all these little petty things that people can't let their pride slide over. So yeah. they hold all these unnecessary, or just, they hold all this unnecessary hostility to people that they claim they loved at one time. And with Knife, I don't know him personally. I don't know what his mind state is on this. It's but, on Rhapsody. Rhapsody? Yeah. <laughs> It, you know, and, and about a little brother album. It is what it is. I mean, he didn't want to do it. They did it without him. They did what officially should have been their third album, in my opinion. The Get Back is not a terrible album, but this should have been the third album following up the Minstrel Show. Fonte even talked about how Knife wasn't there for a lot of the Minstrel Show, and Fonte did a lot of that mixing for that project. Like, they were always executive producers, which is weird. I never thought of Knife as being the father or, like, the executive producer or, like, the the bridge of this group i never looked at him like that i just always looked at like he make the beats i just always looked at them as like as three equal parts in the relationship i never looked at it like you might have your uh you know your your specifications or your particulars about the 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 different personalities you might be more of a knife fan than a fonte or a poo fan or you might be more of a fonte fan than a poo or a knife fan you might be more of a poo fan than a fonte and a knife fan when you're a little brother fan that's completely fine because I feel like they're all three equal parts. And Little Brother does not... If Before, I'm like, Little Brother does not work the way I prefer it to work without the three equal parts. But Little Brother definitely does work with just Fonte and Pooh. Especially if Knife is, is providing bad vibes and energy, man. Like, it's Clearly. just not worth it. It's just... Not worth it, and I'm glad they were big enough to sever ties and give him his beats back and make this album. Yeah, they started from scratch, they said. I mean, you know, I've I've said it, and he's... I mean, you know, we've... He's admitted that he's an asshole, remember? Like this, but the thing is, it's like they all act the same way, which makes it somewhat comical to me. They all act the same way. Like, I even remember when, I think that was the first year of A3C that I did. Oh, yeah. Um, when I just moved to Atlanta. I remember when, at that point, it was Fonte and Knight together, and Pooh wasn't talking to either one of them. I remember, they literally was standing on a curb with literally a small-ass street separating them, and they refused to talk to each other. I remember when they couldn't be... They had Pooh and his crew in the back of A3C, and they had Knife and the Jamla squad in a complete another section. And this is when yeah. A3C was at Masquerade, and they were like, yeah. we have to shift them around and make sure that they are not in the same section. Because I think at that time, it was either, I think Pooh had Josie Mo with him, mm-hmm. and they didn't, they were not feeling like mm-hmm. Knife's yes, presence at here. all. This was in front of the, remember when uh, they had the uh, hat store on Lucky Street? Yeah. Yep, yep, that's, yep, yep. That's where that, that, where they were, like, they were standing together and literally. Oh, I remember street. this. You remember that? Yes. Yes, I do. Them niggas was refusing. Like, they would not, I mean, it is literally a step between them. Because Knife was refusing. in the store and I think Pooh was coming up, to, they was coming to the store. 
Yep. I remember this. Yes, I do remember mm-hmm. this now. And it's just, I mean, it's been always, you know, like I said, because at one point, you know, Fonte was cool with Ninth and wasn't cool with Pooh. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's always been a dynamic where it just seems like either two against, you know, one or like none at all. Like, it's never been all three of them, it seems like, on the same page. And I mean, even at this point, at the festival, it was, you know, one way. But then, you know, it's just... I think at this point, you know, we just have to just know that this is not going to be like, you're, we're not going to, if we do get a like, quote unquote, little brother with ninth wonder, like the, all three of them, I would be shocked as fuck. Like, because they just, at this point, they're what, they're in their forties. They're not going to get along. And it's good that, you know, now that, you know, at least Fonte and Pooh, they squash their differences. They're Okay. They just not fucking with ninth. It's sad, but you know, that's life. You know, you're not friends with people forever, even if it has been since college, you know, but I think, you know, personally, I think the album that we ended up getting was a great album. You know, ninth wasn't really needed. Like it gave the vibes that, you know, post-menstrual show that we wanted to hear. And you also got, you know, different, producers like you know not just knots and crisis but you had black milk you had some others that you know still gave you the essence and they still wrap their ass off on it i think but, ultimately um, like Pooh and fonte had a story that they wanted to tell together and it was over a bond that they had together and the album represents that 100 percent. so they did what they set out to do and they did it very well I don't think Knife has a story that he wants to tell in that fashion. Like, I don't think Knife has the drive or the interest to tell a story. Yeah, he just doesn't have it. And they, Fonte realized that. And I'm glad he did realize that because that, that would fracture and that would only cause disrupt to the process and the project. Like, ultimately, you know, I don't want to call Knife a cancer. But you you can't have that type of energy there and get the product that we got from that album. They had a link. Knife was not part of that link. Like, like you know, Knife was 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 a side. He wasn't a part of the link. And because of that, it just wouldn't work. Now, if there's ever a point that Knife wants to tell a story or wants to tell the same story that Pooh and Fonte are telling, and they all three of them are connecting like a triangle to tell that story together, three points meeting to tell a story then we could get a little brother album that would be a a, a very well received little brother album but i don't think that's gonna happen and i don't think i don't even think that fonte and Pooh aren't friends with knife to me it just and and again i didn't listen to the interview so maybe he said that at some point or inferred that at some point i i from what i read the quotes i just got it that fonte was like we don't need the narcissism when doing the music like we can still be cool and we can say what's up if we in the same area and we can even hang out. But well, he said in his life, music. he said in his <laughs> life period. So, OK, then, yeah, yeah that's he pretty said much cutting it out. energy in my life. So I gathered my my Tyler because I mean, yeah, then I the got to agree with like, you on that. The base of them, they've been friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Since college. So I just gather that. I mean, it's more it's music. Yes. But I mean, it's it's got some feeling you know, involved with it too. So I really believe that, you know, this is 
again, like we tried to come together for music and for friendship and it, we're just not on that level on both levels, musically or friendship wise. Yeah. That's what I gathered from it. No, I agree with you. I mean, I, if they, that part, I, you're right. Cause that, that was, that was part of the quote and I forgot it. So yeah, from that perspective, he's cutting, he is, he doesn't, he doesn't want that narcissism in his life. Pretty much. You got to cut out the narcissist then and yeah. separate yourself from that. And this, I don't think it's anything wrong with it. Like, Me you know, if niggas can't get along, niggas just can't get along. It'd be better that niggas understand they can't get along than try to force getting along together. Knowing they damn well shouldn't be together. Exactly. That's fine. I like, agree. Knife can go do what he doing. And, it, it, you know, I know Twine is over here throwing this Rhapsody shade. But, well, I mean, but it's, it's kind of true. No, like, no, it's that's not, what it's, his focus it, is. It's not kind of true. It's, it's not kind of true. It's absolutely fucking true. We know it's been true. <laughs> it's been true. Jamless whole career. It's been it's one of my frustrations with that collective. It's so much talent over there and it's all been focused in the rap. And, you know, this is her blessing. I don't I'm not trying to take nothing from her. I just ain't a part of the worshipers. OK, it it does irk me, though, that so many chances and opportunity went towards this one person, it seems. And everybody else, I guess they just weren't good enough. Or they weren't the right. chosen it's ones. Weird. I mean, it's just weird. To me, it's a little weird because you had solid, super talented artists. Like you had a group of them, you know, artists, rappers, producers. But I don't know why he's so tunnel vision on Rhapsody. I, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, you know, I'm not going to I'm going to try not to bash her. If you're a fan of her, sure, I get it. I don't really, but sure. You know what I'm saying? That's that's your thing. But I just don't get why. And I, I'm sure I never will get it. Like why he literally just treated the other ones like redhead stepchildren and literally just put her on this on this pedestal of I'm going to focus giving all my great beats all my resources, everything to this one particular person. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I, I look at the I'll features on the know. album and I look at all, oh, she rapping with Queen Latifah, oh, she rapping with this person and that person. And I don't, I don't know still who that album is for when I see comments like that. It just, it, it bothers me so much when you see somebody who taps into your nostalgia and you immediately associate that with everything new that you hate or everything that doesn't really cater to you. So it's bad. It's negative. Mm -hmm. And that perception causes you to lie about your interests in even trying to find something for real that would work for you. Like niggas will niggas will say raps has dropped the realest album of a female rap artist and so and so. And I'm just like you lazy motherfucker. And mm-hmm. as 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 if if I'm rap, I shouldn't I would not take that as a fucking compliment. Because I know that there are other female artists out here who if I'm rap, I should feel are as good as me. Matt, you know, minimum. Or or I know or not or or, or at, at bare men, I'm gonna say that it's it's a significant enough number of other women rapping or who happen to be rappers that are also dope. 
So for you to act like I'm the fucking unicorn is the problem with hip hop to fucking begin with. You've been waiting for a female rapper that sounded the way you needed a female rapper to sound. And this one female rapper of all the other female rappers who are talented, this is the only one that's good enough. <clears throat> that's trash. Mm-hmm. That's absolute trash. You don't have that same feeling about niggas rapping. You was listening to mediocre niggas who had the groove and really talented niggas who had the groove because it was all about having the groove. But that ain't the same respect you giving to women rappers. And yep. that shit irks the fuck out of me because there's so many times. Man, I'm telling y'all, y'all sleeping. It's the, the women out here right now, they're better than the niggas. That's just, hey, 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 listen, Rico Nasty is better than most of these new niggas out here, period. Mm-hmm. Fucking period. She is a beast. Like, I know everybody like Megan. I like Megan. I think Megan is slick. But Rico Man, Nasty is the savior, But she flowing dog. like Rico. Rico the, Rico the savior, dog. Rico got more ill in her will than a bunch of these niggas. And she is dope. Like, she makes dope music. She has dope energy. Her demeanor is dope. It, it just, it's some shit that you can really connect with. She's a through, she's a thorough-ass nigga. And it be killing me when dudes be like, man, these female rappers ain't shit. Ain't no way you could tell me that if you met a nigga that acted like Rico and spit like Rico, you wouldn't be a fucking fan. All the excitement that I get for hip-hop right now is coming from mainly the women. Like there's so many out and they're so different and they're so like the energy that like all of them bring on a song. You know what I mean? Like my my girl loves all of them, so she put them on a she got a playlist called Where My Girls At. Mm-hmm. And she put a bunch of them on it and like we 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 be in the car like n- never come down. Like, you know, she got some this, some this one was this and Doja Cat there, I'd be jamming too. Like, you know, it's like it's just it's a lot of it. It's a lot of people doing new stuff. There's a lot of people who's pushing stuff creatively in various different ways. You know what I mean? That are out there doing good stuff, and it's 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 great. It's great to see. It is, and it's you know it's good too because like not only are they rapping their ass off, like it's not all that extra like beef shit. Like you know how you always would see like they would pit each other. You know, saying like, oh, well, you know, we don't like this person and we got beef, da, da, da. Like, it's love between all of them. And that's that's always good to see. Because you get, like, dope collabos from it. I don't, I just, I don't know, you know, and I, I don't, I didn't want to harpen it back to this topic, but I've just seen so, I've seen so much. I'm not going to say so much. I've seen a few heads really trying to hype up this project that I ain't seen nobody else hyping up. That's the game. I haven't heard nobody talk like I've like I remember when it came out and the ones that like Rhapsody naturally, oh, this album's amazing, like, oh I cried. This is beautiful music, blah blah blah. And but then that was it. I have not heard anything else. Even those same ones that bigged it up that, you know, couple of days that it came out, I haven't heard anything since. Like, but that's how all her projects do. I feel I don't at this point, at this point, at this point, this is her career. She's going to keep making albums, I'm assuming. And she's going to keep getting doors open for her. She had to to deal with Jay and the NFL shit, which I thought was funny because niggas was like, look at look at Jay. He's putting on a, a show. I'm like, right. But he got an artist like Rhapsody performing opening week for a Super Bowl for a football show, dog, like for the NFL. That's huge for her. 
How many other niggas was doing that for her? How many other mm-hmm. people was putting her on a platform? You know, like that that Jay clearly believes in her talent. And she's lucky to have that. Cause a lot of people don't. I, I definitely feel like there's a lot of people with more talent than her. That we are currently that. improving an issue with your audio connection. Holy Please stand shit. by. Who is this white woman? I was wondering like, yeah, nigga, uh, let's get the fuck out. Your audio connection is back up and ready to go. Please allow time for your callers to rejoin. Okay, first of all, that's absolutely not okay. For, for <laughs> go to, I'm definitely going to be writing them an email or sending them a call about this. That's, that's not okay to have somebody randomly talking that you did not invite. Like, this is not Siri, and I'm not using my GPS system no, in my car right now. That white woman came on there with like, let me get the manager real quick. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not okay. Yeah, that, no, no, not coming. <laughs> but like my mama said, I was like, because she was talking to, um, she says, oh, I got to ask Cindy. I said, who the hell is Cindy? That's the GPS lady on her phone. I don't know what phone she, she got like a, I don't know what she got, a Samsung something. I said, Cindy? That sounded like Cindy. Cindy's, Cindy's a lot of women making a lot of money being Cindy, Surrey, and everybody else like but but it, back to the point before we were so uh privilegedly interrupted it, <laughs> at the end at, at, i'm just looking at the whole game and i kind of wish that people would be as open-minded about the arts as they claim to be because it's 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 full it, it, it's it's not pride it's full praise it's not real praise if you listen to Rhapsody's album and you go, yup, don't need to listen to no more other female artists. This the real one right here. Wow, that's fucked up. Sad. He's really sad. I feel it's, like that's opposite just effect. Too much talent. I don't know what else. Maybe Knife is doing some shit with Kendrick and them still. He got another beat ready for another KDOT album or something cool. But it's sad that, that, that an opportunity was missed for him to be part of a beautiful project. And the, the things that they are talking, that Fonte and Pooh are talking about on the new project, it, it runs deep, man. I just, I mm-hmm. find it hard to believe that Knife didn't have anything to contribute to that story. And that whole thing came together as a story he was a part of. Yeah, but, I, don't, you know, I don't understand. Like, I don't, to, to, to seem as if the, he's above all of that, like that's the gist that I kind of get. And I think that is like pretty fucked up. I don't know. Like yeah. I don't know him personally, but the the I don't know what to tell you, dog. I mean, it's his life. He shit. He doing better than me. So what I'm gonna say? Wish you could have been there. Sorry you weren't. Not really. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, even, I mean, I that's can't the thing. Like he's not missed. Like for for me, he was not missed. Like it was like, oh, nice, not on it. And I hear the album. Oh, the album's great. Mm. For me at first it was I was like I miss him and then I listened to this interview and it just I'm just like you know what no nah, I was I was wrong it, it just I I I, sh- I shouldn't have came in the door like yo but that's the it, I, like knife needed to be here but that was because my my ideology and the pedestal that I put him on as part of this group was higher and I wish it, I wish I could have helped I wish I could have maintained that perspective yeah but i can't so now i need to give fair due perspective to the two guys who did create this project and did an amazing job doing it Mm -hmm. because even when we talked about it 
it wasn't nothing negative I could really say about the project other than the transitioning. That's still there for me. I still can hear that. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it wasn't nothing else negative I could say about that album. I can't talk about people's lyrics. I can't talk about the beats they did choose. I can I can definitely talk about Fonte singing. He sung a lot. A lot of singing on that project. I guess maybe it was to uh, take away from the fact no Percy. Yeah, which which is it's fine. Like Fonte singing isn't terrible. Or anything it's fine. It's I literally just brought Foreign Exchange on vinyl, connected because they released mm-hmm. it on vinyl. But like, and I brought Leave It All Behind on vinyl, and he sings on both of those. It, oh it, yeah, it's just it is what it is at the end of the day. And I'm waiting for their new album to be on vinyl. I'm checking every week, mm-hmm. waiting for it to drop on vinyl because if I'm gonna add, if I'm gonna have a trilogy, a little brother, that's the third album. This is the third yeah. album. I agree. And get back is a mixtape, a very very good <laughs> mixtape. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also like no, the explanation of the title, like where they got that from, and the whole shoot that they did, and the importance of it, and the fact that Pooh doesn't own a pair of dress shoes and had to go buy some. Like, <laughs> it's definitely yeah, I like really that good. I like that better than Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, I'm, Homecoming is a little. You, cliche it, 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 now it is yeah <laughs> can't really do nothing with it now there's a show named homecoming there's a there's a netflix documentary named homecoming beyonce yeah. is everybody's homecoming See, it could have somewhat if ninth was still on board i guess i could have seen it like they did it like at since they you know um went to central that they went to central's homecoming and did like that would have been kind of cute but I still like the other title better. Much, much better. I mean, that's, you know, that's Knife's loss. I hope, you know, the decisions that he made, you know, it was worth it. But, I mean, that was, it was, it was good to, because I've heard, like, I remember ninth did or this was a long time ago i remember ninth did like a long and i want to say it might have been with combat yeah combat it was yeah. with combat i remember hearing that you know his story and all that stuff um and i think at that point in time he was friends with Pooh. i mean friends with fonte but he still him and Pooh weren't really speaking um but um, but yeah, his loss. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do y'all have anything else to talk about? We we definitely it's two hours in. We've talked about a lot. <laughs> to keep it to keep it one hundred, we talked about a lot. So I I did I did definitely learn some things this week. Drove some cars this week. Did a lot of finance digging Isn't and playing around. Exhausting. It it is, but I like I had to do some really weird stuff with financing and, and coverage and whatnot. And I learned a lot of things about financing cars specifically, which is not the same as like mortgage financing. It mm-hmm. is definitely different. One of one of one of the things that's for sure different is that like your mortgage rate not your mortgage rate, but like your pay can, your payments can adjust depending upon how hard you go at your principal. That is not the same 
for vehicle financing that which i think is yeah. weird that's they want you to, weird. yeah they want you to re personally refinance for you to that's so weird though like that doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense like are you telling me that if you give me a loan for 40k and over uh you know 60 months or whatever if i pay off 20 of it you excuse me you still gonna make my monthly payments as if i still owe you the full 40 mm-hmm. over 60 that's ridiculous yeah it's like a one-time um, lock-in thing it's that's crazy yeah i you know i from financing this you know my car that i have now because i you know when i got my mustang my dad was with me so he pretty much was talking the whole time so i really wasn't paying attention to be perfectly honest but this one you know since i did everything myself and i was reading and then luckily it was um like when I got all the finance stuff done and they were washing my car and getting it like detailed. Um, and you don't have to sign like whatever, you know how it's like it's 5 million paperwork you got to sign. And it was like this last bit of stuff I had to sign. And it was like the senior finance lady. Um, so I, and it was a black lady, older black lady. So I talked to her for a long time and she explained a lot of stuff that I didn't know either. Like, you know, like what you talked about, um, the whole like refinancing thing. Um, you know, she brought up that, you know, one thing she says, I wish I even knew for her kids was that, you know, they'll, the parents will come in and buy, you know, finance these cars and they'll put their kids as co-signers and, um, you know, pay the car off. And so when these kids come 18 or whatever, and or even not even 18, they could be 16, 17, and they come in and they pick these like expensive cars, they already have like, you know, equity that says that they they made payments and all that stuff. So they could pick all these cars with low interest rates. So she was like, I wish I knew that, you know, instead of struggling trying to find a car for my son. And she said she didn't learn that until, you know, she's started working there it's just so many things that you learn but i just i hate it because it was all day and all that fucking paperwork Ugh. i say mine wasn't all day mine was about three hours mine wasn't all day just felt like it because i did (laughs) test driving again and i knew what i wanted that was the thing like i already knew what i wanted you know i already did my research we test through like when I got there, I was like, um, hi, so your Nissan, this one here, this, this, this is the one I want. And we test drove it. And then I even remember at one point, one of the finance people was, um, cause like I did all the pre-qualified stuff online, but, um, one of the other finance people was trying to get me to get a Camry. <laughs> he was like, um, he said, so that car you have, he was like, you don't think you want a Camry? And I was like, why did, why would you think I want a Camry? Well, you know, most women, and I said, well, so we're going to oh, stop Lord. right there. It wasn't the guy that my initial dealer, it was just one of the finance people. And I said, we're going to stop right there. I was like, I didn't come to a Nissan dealership to look for a Camry. I already knew what I wanted. That's the car I'm sticking with. You know, I said, unless you got some, something that's popping up, that's going to change my payments. Um, I was like, I don't know why you're trying to get me to get a Camry. And it was just because they had, a, I guess, a couple Camrys on the lot that they were trying to get rid of. Don't give me no get rid of cars. But I don't. That's not what I came here for. You know I came, and then he tried to say my because my car was a little mannish. 
What? If you don't get your motherfucking ass, oh, the dealer was pissed. He rang into, he was like, leave that girl alone, because you know. That's wild. Yeah, he said my car was mannish. That just, I don't even understand. Like, in, it's my experience was different that way. I was at a Toyota dealership, you know, and speaking of Camrys, I was at a Toyota dealership and they were pretty much just all arms. We're going to help you do this. They saw what my bank did. It was kind of ridiculous, like what my bank did. So what, I'll, just, I'll just say this. My bank gave me a really good rate over a period of a month, a, a period of time via months in months that I did not want. And I mm. asked them to extend it. And despite them giving me a really good rate, they said no. And I was like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. You like you, you gave me a low rate. You won't extend it over the, oh, okay. You know what? I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. So we probably spent like 30, 40 minutes trying to make it work. And you know, I'm all about my math, so we'll get it done. And after that, it was pretty much just praise and pats on the backs and, you know, um, everybody wanted to sit and just kind of talk with me. Cause you know me, I'm just kind of chatting and talking my shit and mm-hmm. being real chill and my demeanor. Everybody's like, you should be excited. And I'm like, the, the dude who sold me the car is like laughing the whole time because of the amount of money I put down. And he's like, he's like, nah, he mad about how much money he had to put down. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, bruh, you don't understand. It's my savings. <laughs> Uh, but what you saving it for if you're not gonna spend it fuck it let's do it bitch like shit like that <laughs> was kind of my miss so everybody thought it was kind of funny but I mean my whole experience after that point was you know what you want this was what you wanted let's get it let's make it happen let's yeah. make it work versus like you went there you went there and did it quicker than I did I went in and was like I've been tested I've been test driving cars today I want to test drive this again to make sure this is the one. And once I, I feel like if you go back to test drive a car, you know yeah, that's, you, the, that's one the one you want. want. Yeah. yeah, you know that's the one you want. I knew that was the one I wanted. I just wanted to drive it again before I put money down on it. And mm-hmm. I just needed to know, you know, because I test drove like a Honda, I test drove a Subaru WRX, and I test drove a Cam. And I'm like, I just needed to know. Mm-hmm. And, and they even made suggestions of other cars. You want to test the Avalon? Like, nah, I've had an Avalon before. I don't want another one. You know, I've had that experience. They like, but they nice. I'm like, they real nice. I just don't want it. And it's like, what right. about the Corolla? Just I don't, don't want, want that it. either. That's, and that's the thing. That's I've never, I've, I've, I, I have issues picking out video games on PlayStation Network when they fifteen dollars. You know what I'm saying? But buying this, buying a car, it wasn't. Once I rode it in again, it you was knew like that's I can't what you get wanted. another car. I can't get no other one. And I'm not even talking about specifically. I can't get another car like this. That's a different color and stuff. No, I can't get another car. Like that's not this one. It need to be this one, right? Exactly. Because even at that point, he was like, well, "I was like, are y'all about to build me one? Because I don't want you. To, I don't want you to build me one. I want this one. Like I want, I want right. the one that I said I don't want this one." And it was funny because there was another young lady in there buying a car with her, her boyfriend, and her mother, and she was buying a car. I was buying different color, less features. Interiors were the same. So me and her shared the same color interior, but everything else that she had, I think even her engine was different than mine. But like her enthusiasm and stuff, they didn't treat her that way either. They didn't treat the way that that old boy talked to you. They didn't do that with her. It was all encouragement. It was just a great car. You're going to be really happy. You know, it was all positive vibes. And it was just trying to make the experience wholesome and work. 
like like a good experience as much as possible when you signing shit constantly and giving up a lot of money or taking on a lot of responsibility and financing right it was just that finance guy like i mean honestly like the whole experience without him i didn't have any issues because like i said i came in there and you know um the guy came up and i told him exactly what i wanted and because I've already looked, that's why I drove up there. Because <laughs> I already know, you know, when I was just like, um, what are you going to give me for my car? And they gave me a good amount for my car, um, for my Mustang. And plus, like I said, they had the car because I already knew exactly what trim I wanted. I wanted the, you know, the midnight edition. I didn't want just the SR. I wanted, you know, I wanted it in particular. I didn't want a white car. Like I already knew all of that stuff. So when I saw that and I was like, oh, they have it in Burgundy. This is this is the car I wanted, low miles, everything like that. So I mean it, it made it easier because it wasn't like and I'm always I'm indecisive with a lot of stuff. Like sometimes I'm the same way. Like I'll look at the cereal aisle and be in there for like a couple minutes, like, what cereal do I want? This would be good, but then this would be like I'm one of those ones. But with that car, that's exactly what I wanted. And my dad always said, you know, get the car that you want if you can, especially if you can afford the payments. You might as well get the car that you want than you paying on payments of a car that you that you think is okay. This is you're gonna have it for a while, so you might as well enjoy the car. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just that finance guy. I don't know. So weird. I. I didn't understand it either because like my the car that I have is is cost more than the camera he was trying to you know sell. I don't know. It was just weird. But um the guy who initially helped me, he was pissed. He like rang him a new one cuz I he was like, first of all, what are you talking to her about? And you know, we've already did all the other stuff. It was just me signing paperwork. So I don't know what prompted him to come down there and say all that stuff. I don't know. Dude was a that weird People are just yeah. weird, dog. Like I don't know. And then I, it was funny as I um was driving the car to because I saw Hustlers tonight. I don't know if everybody knows that. That's the movie with Jennifer Lopez and Constance oh, you saw Wu. it? Yeah, I saw it tonight. Is uh, it Oscar worthy? It's not Oscar worthy. Oh my! I hate when people. It's it's not. It's not Oscar worthy. <laughs> That's what you keep hearing the buzz about. It's absolutely not Oscar worthy. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a nice film. It's a cool little story. It's some disconnects in there that I that I was kind of like, huh? But like, it's it's definitely J Lo's best performance in a film ever. Like, even if we talking about Selena's, like this is a, this is J Lo's best performance in a film by far. But it's not Oscar worthy by any means at all. I can definitely run off a list of better films this year with better performances. I keep saying it's Oscar, Oscar worthy. I don't I even know why they're doing it. I don't know why they're doing it. Something. And it's and and that's all pump. They they're just pumping it up. It's completely unnecessary. It's a good it's a good enough film. It does what it needs to do. It tells the story that it tells. It is what it is, right? But I was going out to the parking lot, and when I would, I had to check the trunk of the car. And I checked the trunk. As I keep saying the car, I'm not telling y'all what it is. Or, or I'm not going into detail or anything. I had to check the trunk, though. And it was a lady beside me. And I was close the trunk. And I go to get in the car. And she's like, she's like, I love your car. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I, was like I, I, I appreciate it. She said, I'm going to get, that's my next one. I'm going to get that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> See you on the streets. <laughs> what do you i mean i, I mean it, it's it, to me it's just weird i'm used to being in the truck 
you know, I'm used to the, I'm used to the big Denali truck. I'm all about comfort in the inside versus, you know, how, how much like any pizzazz or whatever on the outside. And this one is definitely different. This mm-hmm. is comfort on the inside, but definitely a looker on the outside as well. So, but the, the car stuff just, you know, one for sure, my sister was like, make sure you test drive. And I did. I test drove. And the Honda was the only thing that, that was going to compete against. The Honda Accord, the new Accord was the only thing that was going to compete. And me and DJ had a conversation about this. I think that Honda tried to copy the body of the Audi. And I don't think it's a problem with that. It tries to have a more sophisticated uh, business type body, but still kind of some sportiness to it. And the 2.0 liter in that joint has the turbo engine but it's four cylinders but it's got good get up it maintains it gets good gas mileage and it's priced pretty it's pretty well it's one it's actually lower than a lot of the toyotas and some other cars that are more expensive that i think it's better than to that i say what the lazy that's the laziest job i've seen on a headlight design on a vehicle of such this year how you get all that right how you get all of that sophistication with the body and them lazy ass headlights. <laughs> they just fucking lazy. Like even inside, it's the cool, it's chill, it's comfortable. But them headlights lazy as fuck, bruh. Like what is what was that? You look at everybody. Look at Lexus's headlights. Them fucking IS three hundred and them two them three fifty mm-hmm. headlights with the LEDs around the outside and projectors on it. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. the bomb. Even Tesla headlights is fire. The Maximus got the LEDs a lot up around them too, and then got like the the like the two kind of um carrot looking triangle looking mm-hmm. lights on they slick fucking wrx has got the projectors so you know they slick and then honda over here with these fucking <laughs> you know what what is what is what is, is it incandescent what is this incandescent lamp lights <laughs> fucking office lights in the office side. lights <laughs> ass lights and when I walked Honda in, just, yo, the the dude at the Honda dealership, it was inter- it was very entertaining conversation. It was a lot of cursing. We were just talking our shit. But you know what? He come he he made this statement to me, which I thought was weird. He was like, "Um, you won't never see anybody getting a Honda from a rental car company." Which I feel like if I actually when I did my research, there might be some people renting like older Hondas to people when you go to like Enterprise and shit. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. About it, I might be wrong. You might not ever see anybody riding in a rented. I don't Honda. think I've ever seen because you know, like when my car was having issues, and like when I would go home, I would rent a car because I didn't trust you know driving that far um, in it, and I would just go to Enterprise, which is around the corner. And I've never been in a Honda, I've been in a Hyundai, mm-hmm. a lot of those, but it's been like the 2019, like which actually drove well. I'm like still not trusting SUV. them. Yeah, I'm still not trusting them Hondas. I'm, I feel no, it. No, I'm not buying one, but yeah. it, it drove well. But <laughs> I wouldn't buy one. Like, mm-mm. and you know, of course, the uh, stereo like entertainment and it sucks. But here's the thing, though. Okay, so Enterprise don't let you rent Hondas, right? <laughs> I've never seen a Honda on the Enterprise. Right, and that's fine. Why am I on Enterprise's car? <laughs> Why am I on Enterprise's car sales site though? And I can look up Hondas to buy. So where did you really? get these Hondas from? The dealership just huh. gave them Hondas to sell that they went. To, they told them they couldn't rent to people though. 
Are those the cards that they give to them when the um that's what the I cars thought. in the shop? I thought I thought I thought when Enterprise sold vehicles, it was vehicles that they did they were no longer had they had hit the mileage for a rental and they were now trying to sell it, get rid of them because they're yeah. bringing in newer, lower that's mileage what it cars. Is. That's what I thought. I've honestly and like literally, I'm about to drive. I drive by the Enterprise every day going to the train station. I have never seen a, a Honda. Never. But here's here's my I've thing. Maximas, I've seen Altimas. Never seen a Honda. Here's my thing though, right? So you tell me that, and I'm th- I could look at it two ways. So our Honda car is not good enough to be rented, which I know is bullshit. It's not that they're not good enough to be rented. Why are you only want people to come in and buy Hondas then to get a Honda experience? Because I feel mm-hmm. like that's bullshit. But the thing that got me with the Hondas, and again, I I stress this. One, I think the bodies on them is slick. They're comfortable inside. The leather feels great. They ride well. They do sit low. But that two point, if you get one, that 2.0 uh, liter is dope. And if you can get that torn with all the little added stuff on the inside, the bells and the whistles, hey, man, go for it. Like splurge ball out. That shit is nice. But I just every four cars, I, I feel like I see a 2018 or a 2019 Honda Accord Sport. And at that point, I was just like. Bro, I ain't trying to see my car every five seconds. Yeah. I feel like that just take away from the experience. And they just it take away from owning that joint. And then not 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 just it's not like they did anything spectacular with their models either. They have a navy blue one or a purplish one, whatever color you. They got a red one. They got a champagne one. They got a white one. They got two black ones or like a black one and a gray one and another gray one. You will see Ooh. all of them on the road. All of them. Multiple times. Multiple times because so many people are buying them. Does that mean that they're good cars? Probably. But the fact that everybody got one, that don't set me apart. And I'm buying something new that's supposed to, like that's supposed to be new to me. And I don't know. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. And, and as as nice as it rolled, as nice as it was inside, I just couldn't. And that WRX boy, that that Subaru, that shit got some get up, man. That shit, that shit got some kick. Mm. But it ain't it ain't for me. It wasn't as comfortable inside as the other ones. It just wasn't yeah. for me. And that gas mileage ain't gonna work for me either, bro. I need to I need to be hitting like thirty five between yeah. thirty two <laughs> and forty is what I'm trying to hit, bro. Like, mm-mm. cause I got commutes. <laughs> I got to commute, my nigga. No, I feel you on like, cause like I see my car, but I don't see the body style on my car, so. I feel a little bit better. Oh yeah, like if scary. I saw the body style all the time on mine, yeah, I, I would feel some sort of. There's way. so many different Camrys. There's the 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 LE. The, there's the the LE, the SE, the XLE, the XSE, the hybrid LE, the hybrid SE. Like there's so many different joints, and then there is mm-hmm. a difference between the XLE and the XSE, and there's a difference between the LE and the SE. That's right. fine. Like I see them. But I ain't seen the that one many. I bought. I ain't I ain't seen the one I bought. Like not I've yeah. seen it one time. I've seen yeah, and you know Atlanta got all types of cars. I've seen I've seen the like because like mine it, it comes you have the normal trim, then it goes up to like a SV, and then it's mine the SR, which is like the sportier one, and then I have the Midnight Edition, which you know everything's different on it. Um, and then there's the platinum, which, um, and I've seen like the platinum and I've seen, um, the SVs, 
but I've, I have not, I've seen one other person with the SR, like the midnight edition that I have. And I saw it and it was a white with the black, like tires and rims and stuff. But I have not seen like my car, like with my color, not to say that it's not out there, but I just haven't seen it. And, you know, Atlanta has everything. But I don't see a lot of like I've seen like the like the Camrys, like the newer ones, like yours. I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but I do see a lot of. I don't know why I see a lot of Hondas, and you know I don't know why it's a lot of Lexuses. Like so, you see that a lot, especially like in up like more where the Asian like locations are, like up in Gwinnett, tons of Lexuses. That's all you see, and uh, but yeah, I see Honda all the time. Asians fuck with Toyotas. Yeah, Asians for sure fuck with Toyotas like that. Because the only mm-hmm. other Camry that was out here was an Asian dude owned it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't surprised. But okay, this this went on. We added another like 30 minutes for y'all. So y'all should be good on mm-hmm. podcasting this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I appreciate y'all for supporting us. Thank you for everybody that supports us via premium. If you're looking to be a premium member, keep the servers going. Keep us talking about some of these issues and just discussing general topics and whatnot and just, you know, kicking it, talking that shit. Then head on over to where's my 40 acres.com sign up on the website. It's, uh, it's, it's a discount for the first month. And then after that, you pay the regular price. And initially for everybody new signing up, you're just getting over 200 episodes of extra content. So if you just found a podcast, you've got over a year's worth of extra content, probably two years worth of extra content to listen to. Because I don't know too many podcasts that put out even 52 episodes in a year. That's a one episode every week. Generally from us, you get one episode that's long as hell split. So you get two episodes. So we might put out between 80 and 100 episodes a year. And that's not including any extra reviews we do. So it's, it's a lot, man. Like, definitely check it out. It's not expensive at all for what you're getting for the amount of content that you're getting. And you don't have to wait for new podcast episodes in between. You'll have a bunch of shit to listen to and overload your ears. So those long days at work, we got you, bro. Other than that, if you'd like to reach out and contact us or leave your word about a topic that we discussed, maybe you got an opinion you want to share and you want people to hear. It's easy to get that shared on the show. All you got to do is either send an email to podcast at where's my four zero acres dot com or you can call us up and leave a voicemail at four four three eight three two. 3494. There is a contact page on the website. It's typically for website issues or like account issue stuff, but you can use that if you want to send us an email as well. People have been doing that. That's fine. Appreciate all of that. And I don't know what else. Follow us on Twitter at WM40A. Follow us on Instagram. I'm Phenom Black on Instagram. No C, please. Deidre is Craft Beer Killer on Instagram. Uh, Twine is on Instagram, but I don't remember that nigga name. I don't even think Does, has he ever posted anything? I don't think he has. I think he's a lurker. Oh gosh. Yeah. He's one of those ones. About that life. <laughs> and make sure you join our Facebook group. And if you don't answer the question, your ass will not be approved to get in. So have fun sitting there waiting to get approved for some shit you didn't answer. Oh yeah, because I hit decline button. Mm-hmm. Quick, fast, Frequently. and goodbye. And on that note, goodbye. <laughs>